Welcome to After Party 24. We are uh, happily, thankfully, joined by our longtime guest NPC, Emma. Hello, Emma. <laughs> hey, Emma. Hello. Hey. Longest running NPC, maybe? Well, she's yeah, we've, we've certainly, yeah, she's a three-peat, that's right. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> uh, have yet to have an NPC stick around for three entire episodes, that's for sure. But uh, thankfully, you were able to join us. It was looking a little dicey there for the, some of the weeks leading up, but uh, we will be discussing session 72, 377, session 73, birds of a feather, and session 74, truth through her eyes. So, Emily, you have our, our, our summary this time around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in 72, we find out that Falsey is a bachelor and his hospitality skills are subpar. <laughs> <laughs> we meet Keck, who is thought she was passed out on her friend's porch. Turns out to be Falzern's porch. Uh, Shakara gets a tattoo and discovers what happened to the barrel, potentially the barrel, that Danzig was in. Uh, it's Tenchi's barrel. I don't know what you're talking about. It's <laughs> pretty Let, fishy. Let's unpack this stuff uh, <laughs> well, one thing at a time. Hold on. Let me let me go through it, then we can talk about it. Mia called Fal- me and Falsey went to go see if the Tritons had come out, have come to visit, and noticed Falsey's trying to get a hold of them. And uh, Mia called Falsey out about his trusting people, and once again says she likes plans. She's so disappointed in us, I'm sure. <laughs> And Hef mixes some three seven sevens. That's right. Hef, eh? That is what happened in 72. <laughs> we got some three seven sevens going yeah, right now. It's five o'clock where, where Emma is. Emma, not Emily. <laughs> it is much later than five o'clock there. It's like, this is already confusing. Yeah. <laughs> we are in three different time zones. <laughs> Just This is unrelated to the episode, but where are you, uh, where are you talking to us from right now? Did, have you made it back home yet? Uh, I'm still in the UK, but I'm supposed to be flying back tomorrow if all goes well. Ah, uh, okay. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Too bad you're not really keck in real life. You could just fly home. I think it'd still be a pretty long distance to just That'd fly. Be a, yeah. <laughs> Birds migrate. They can fly, you know. Yeah, but I'm a lazy bird. I drink too much. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Can't fly too well with a hangover. <laughs> or while intoxicated. Can't fly and play your lute at the same time either. So. You drink yeah. too much or Keck drinks too much? <laughs> <laughs> no, Keck. This is a special occasion for a drink. <laughs> the minute he opened the door, he knew you were, you were a bird that liked to drink. <laughs> <laughs> So let, let's uh, let's dig into that. So we uh, Shaft opens the door, finds this uh, this bird type creature, saying hello and not really knowing where she was at, and then Falzern proceeds to let her know about everything, even including his bank account number. <laughs> <laughs> that was what bothered me so much. Showed her the secret uh, little stone panel of where I hide my key to my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you were very welcoming. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I sure was, Keck. <laughs> How did you repay me? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was a coincidence that she happened to be uh, accidentally at your doorstep there, Falzer. Well, it's an interesting theory. Yeah. You wanna, what do you think? I, yeah, I think you're probably right. I still don't know what Keck's deal is and was, but yeah, it, it was, 
it caught me off guard because as we all know, Emma's a Emma's a very nice and pleasant and kind person. And she turns out to be the NPC who's like the most disruptive and devious that we've ever had on the show. I was Did she not um did Emma not tell Leland that's what she wanted to play? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. This is She's all a like, facade that I'll that join Emma your party portrays. if I can play chaotic evil. <laughs> no, it's it's nice to just let the evil shine through sometimes. I mean, the evil came across as not evil at first. That's for sure. It was like, who says it's evil? I mean, yeah, I, I think it's still up for debate if it was evil or just, in her opinion, good. True. Yes. Well, exactly. that's, that's the question, right? Like, why did her goggles show what they showed? And magic. I'm duh, still mad about that. Out. I'm so mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> Her, like, family heirlooms that she's had forever, they're just permanently ruined yeah, yeah. now. Junk. We open the door, and then, of course, Shaft shuts it again, and then uh, Shakara immediately runs out and says, hey, let me take a look at that loot you got there. Beautiful. It was pretty. What's this all about? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's how you meet, that's how you make friends immediately. Let me see. Yeah. Shakara's <laughs> always wanted to be a ma- um, musician. That's actually magician. why she left. Magician. That's actually why she left her little village because she wanted to go out and and uh, become what? a groupie. We do not know that. <laughs> really? I don't think. Yeah, there you go. This the is new backstory stuff. info. <laughs> Just looking for the the proper band people to to go follow around the country. I mean, I would buy a ticket to you guys do it. We were a good a good team. We uh, made a good performance in the end to get into the party. You have a lot of drama to write songs about. I mean, musicians. You know, the drama comes to them. It's what fuels the songwriting process. You need to stir up the pot a little bit. Get some inspiration. Yeah, we did that a little bit. <laughs> you sure, bit. You sure did. Just a bit. So so Keck was um, Keck was a, a type of uh, bird person, an Aarakocra, right? Uh, an Aarakocra bard. So that was interesting. I didn't really even know that that, that race existed in D&D. So... To answer your or to to your point, John, I, I'm still I'm still unsure if if Keck is just mixed up or sent on a mission to to try and mess with Falsey. Keck's on a mission to take Falzern down. There's you no think doubt so? Yeah, no yeah, doubt. Absolutely. I mean, she had way too much information. Everybody was fine getting tattoos. We were all buddies. Things were looking good. I take a little trip just to check out, see what's behind the curtain there at Alstoff's place. And uh, and we're back, and then all hell breaks loose. So, uh, you know, there was a conversation had at some point in time. So there was stuff going on the moment she walked in that door at your apartment. So then who's she working for? I don't know yet. Maybe she's Samuel of Samuel Coltis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bill, think about it. Leland's behind all this. So if Emma says, I want to stir the pot a little bit, even if that's what you said, right? Leland thinks, okay, what's happening within the party right now? Shakara's mistrusting Falzerin. Okay, so I'm going to give this bird a loot that is has symbols on it that Shakara will be drawn to. Since Shikara wants to buddy buddy with her, become friends, boom boom, bada bing, boom. Psh, psh, psh. 
<laughs> what, what was that? Is that sound effect that happened? I'm just sick, okay? Into a love story. I didn't yeah. take all the bada booms into account when I was thinking about it. Now that you mentioned it. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh, that yeah, and the, the bing, of course. The missing part of the theory. It makes sense now. Did you choose to be the bird, Emma, or did Leland tell you what to be? I chose to be a bird. It was fitting for me to be a bird. If our listeners don't know you, maybe you should explain that a little bit more. <laughs> I really like parrots a lot for some a reason. Lot. A, a lot. lot. A lot, a lot. A lot, a lot. So much that people will send me a picture of a bird, in, of like a parrot in a game by now. If they see a parrot, they think of me. Because I kind of spammed parrots everywhere. Have you ever owned one? No, I've not owned a parrot. So why are you obsessed with parrots? They're so colorful and loud and <laughs> they're, yeah, I don't know, It's all, since I was a child, I think, already never really uh, colorful and happy birds and not a regular animal to be drawn to. Hmm. Have you ever come across a uh, parrot in real life? Got a um, chance to hold them or, or see them up close? Not uh, hold them, but I've seen them up close, yeah. The, the scarlet macaws, then, those are the prettiest. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's thrilling stuff, yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, I was going to ask her why she chose a bard. Come on. Why, why did you choose a bard? bard or... Yeah. Because I made you guys that song uh, about the... And I was like, oh, I want to be a bard on the show as well. <laughs> oh, true, true. That weird song with six lines or something. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to do some stuff later and it was going to be added in. Oh. I, thought, I thought you guys might have a plan, but no. Yeah, some ukulele stuff. <laughs> you I failed us. <laughs> you failed us. Okay, All right, anyway. Emily, you're in charge here. Yeah, just... I was just about to say, shut up. We're going on to session 73. Wow. I like it when Emma's in she's, charge. She's more aggressive party. than I am. Yeah, you, you like that, do you? <laughs> yeah. So in 73 Birds of a Feather, we uh, leave Hef, eh? And we go to Allstoff's shop, and Shaft orders some manacles, and while he's doing that, Shakara and Keck have a little chat. Then we leave there, and we go to the library to meet Mia and Falsey to find out about the Tritons. Hey, you're skipping, you're skipping yeah, over the it, tattoo it, and stuff that we already... I, I, said I, got the, I said that already. I got a tattoo. No, no, we didn't discuss it. Like she's gonna got... summarize all of it, and then we have to remember again. Oh, what do we need to discuss I about that? Ta- is... I got a tattoo, and Keck didn't get a tattoo because she didn't want one on her beak, like a prison tat, and she didn't have, yeah. she couldn't have it yeah. on her feathers, so she didn't get one. But I did get one. I got a giant eagle on my shoulder. What? So why did you choose the giant eagle? I want to fly. <laughs> That's all there is to it. I want to fly. Well, you're not flying. The giant eagle's well, flying. But it could hold me in its claw, or I could hold on to it, and it could fly uh... me. It's that was a just giant inspiring eagle. for the bird to just... Oh, it had nothing to do with the fact that Keck's a bird. Aw, I was really thinking you guys were a couple. <laughs> well, they like to drink, I know that. They can toss And Emma was like, yeah, I'll get a tattoo of a, of a dragon board. I mean, if you get a bird. And then she didn't follow through with her side. The breakup's going to be brutal. I was just thinking it would be super cool if... I could call forth the eagle and it could fly me out of a sticky situation or to a sticky situation. That'd be awesome. Like Gandalf. Yeah. Lie, <laughs> you fools. Everybody wants to be a wizard. No. 
(laughs) (laughs) Okay, continue summarizing the episodes, Em. Come on, let's go. Okay, anyway, 73. We go to Allstoff's shop. Uh, We find out some... uh, Shaft did a very good job of getting information for us there about the paladins of Coltis and their connection to Izzy. It was risky. It, it, it was. paid off. Yeah. Yeah, that bada was bing, bada boom. good intel. Good <laughs> yeah. intel. All kinds of bada booming there. <laughs> oh no, is this our new thing now? It's my new catchphrase. Please let this not be our new thing. <laughs> If you would buy a t-shirt, DM me. I'll uh, get it made. <laughs> and then Shaft does a little bit of sneaky sneakiness. And then we go to the library and Falzerin disappoints Shakara by saying the Tritons have not been contacted yet. And Shakara gets a wee bit upset about that. Just a little bit. Just just a wee bit. A pattern I'm seeing. <laughs> I mean, quite. it has been a pattern for a while. Yeah, yeah, it has actually. That uh, I've been playing Fallsy to not really react to Shakara's um, distrust. Yeah, the comments that she makes that almost uh, are a bit of a jab and yeah, little digs that Shakara likes to throw around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little bit extra attitude on some of the things she says towards Fallsy. Just, just a little, yeah. But Fallsy's not always the most observant, so that that maybe is part of it that he's not. Not totally understanding what's going on, but he'll he'll find that out soon enough. Exactly. I think what's I going made on. my displeasure quite clear. Yeah, I don't think it can be overlooked anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shaft, you want to say anything about your all stuff talking? Oh, we're changing the format back to talking about it as you. Yeah. <laughs> we're good. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> we got this. <laughs> Uh, this show does not have a format. So. <laughs> no, there's no format. Uh, getting some cool manacles, I think, would be uh, in line, right? I lost a, a set when uh, our buddy took off and, and oared me on his way uh, out to sea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dallin, so I needed Dallin. a good set, so why not get a, a cool set? I, th- I think the thing that the material in which the metal that it's going to be made of seems like it might be a clue to something we need to uh, be aware of. Because I think the uh, diggers was the first time we've heard of the diggers. Uh, and the Giant the ballistas. And giant ballistas were yeah. all being made of That's the same a wee bit concerning. expensive metal. Yeah. And I mean, we, when he said digger, it made me think about, you know, the towers are there. They're digging down into the ground looking for something. I think that's yeah. some clues we received before. So, you know, this special metal is very strong. So, you know, there's there's a little bit of clues going on there of what's happening. And Allstoff seems like the kind of guy that's, I don't know if he's really in on anything much more than just making some money. Yeah, he's an opportunist. Yeah, that's the feeling I got too. Can we quick mention uh, Leland's voice as Allstoff? Yeah. Yes, that was on the list. Uh, I thought it was very well done. Sounds so much different when I heard it on the recording. But uh... <laughs> that's actually his real voice, and then he <laughs> deepens everything else. He deepens the rest of his. All the rest DMing. of the time we talk to him, he's got lower the on. pitch on everything else. That's exactly right. I yeah. mean, we've never never met him in person, so 
We can only assume. <laughs> yeah. How funny would it be if you were in a room full of balloons sucking helium while we played to make that point? <laughs> well, that, uh, sorry to shatter the helium sucking illusion, but that does happen in post. <laughs> because <laughs> when we were playing and we got to that part, I had completely forgotten, really, that Olsoff was a gnome and that you had already heard him speak, to at the port. I'm like, oh, fuck, what did I do? Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know, because with the NBC guests, you know, it was like someone raptured and what's going on and what's what's, going, what's about to happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had to change the pitch a little bit, but I thought it sounded okay. I wasn't uh, that happy with how it actually sounded, but... Yeah, I, I, liked it. It. I, liked I, I, I thought it, it sounded a little uh, echoey that I more echoey than I wanted it to, but nah, nah, it sounded good. You're your own worst critic. It was great. <laughs> That's but, true. You know, she he has been working directly with uh, Isabella. We found that out too. So, I mean, I I think I've shared that with Falzerin only at this point, though. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um. Or even, maybe not even that yet, I don't think, actually, in these episodes. I don't think so. Falzron, did I share it with you? I, do, I don't think you did, no. Oh. Why are you asking Bill? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> you think he'll remember? In, in some of <laughs> no. our future recording, you Shaft d- does, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, my mistake. Spoilers! <laughs> but, no, I was actually, like, uh, I was a little pissed that you had uncovered that information. I was like, oh, well, shit. Because then the, the 74's end reveal was like, okay, yeah, you know she's fucking here. <laughs> there she is right there. <laughs> it was, I think I mean, it still had impact, all right? It was good. Yeah. You went through this whole 20-minute description of everyone at the table. <laughs> you get to the last person, and I like we knew who it would be, but of also course. you made us doubt it because we waited 15 minutes to hear everyone at the description. <laughs> the second you said portly, though, I was like, yes, yeah. like breathing yeah. out quietly. Well, there was a, it's funny, in the, in the rough cut, there was a part where, uh, yeah, the, the part where Shakara and Keck had their second little short private conversation as, you all were moving into the hall and kind of parting ways. There was a part where we, you know, getting everybody back on mic. I'm like, okay, I, uh, time for some exposition here. I haven't heard myself speak in a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of role play. A lot. Well, for the listener, the next four to six episodes, everything we have recorded in the future is still happening at this party so there's a lot of shit that goes down <laughs> at this party <laughs> it's a really good party that's a great party <laughs> there's definitely opportunity for emma to record something to be on in the background of the party i think if you can make it still home. still plenty of opportunity <laughs> for for a little extra keck action yeah that's right <laughs> i mean keck was totally forgot to say bye to everyone else and eh, they don't matter well I don't know. You're the closest NPC I've ever came to stabbing. <laughs> that's not true for me. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, you you are causing a lot of controversy there. And I think I think once I said, I think we're done here. That was just about where the stabby stabby was going to start. I did. I wasn't going to do it right when you. Uh, Fire breath uh, falls her, and I thought, eh, that's probably well deserved. But uh, later on, I thought <laughs> we might all kill each other. 
And that's the end of our podcast. <laughs> For sure, if it was Shaft and Bryn in that moment, I would have been sneaking an attack in there. Like, but it's hard for me. I'm still thinking of both characters sometimes. So, but as me, I was like, remember you're good. Remember you're good. Talk it out. Talk it out. Like, I had to tell myself that. I'll have to say this is another example of Shaft being a voice of reason. Mm, very true. I did write that down, if, but that's next session, so hush. Uh, <laughs> all right, go wow. with them. You're not the you voice all, of reason and you yet. you all say I'm a stickler for format. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Em's been hiding this for like a hundred episodes. Yeah, right. She's like, Give me control and power. It's been twenty-three fucking after parties, and finally, I have my my time to shine. Oh boy! I'll just say it used to go a lot smoother. (laughs) So anyway, end of seventy-three. I got one. You guys are stuck in quarantine together. Like, be careful what you say. (laughs) I ignore him most of the time, anyway, so it's okay. I barely know she's there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is 20 right. years of marriage, people. This is what it comes to. I love you, honey. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so at the end of 23, Shakara Sef- gets a little upset. 73. 23. Get- 73. What did I say? She's thinking of the years of marriage. Yeah. The end of, tw- of 73. Shikara looks through Keck's goggles and unleashes a bout of flame on Falzerin. Flame broiled Falzy. Yep. And you did not take anywhere near as much damage as I was hoping you would. I was quite disappointed with that. You dang right. You just used fire on an evocation wizard. What do you expect? Uh, Singed off eyebrows, at least. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's he's extremely squishy. He just happens to know how to use fire. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mr. Wizard, I expect you to burn. <laughs> so we start off 74 with uh, Shaft not being too happy about his buddy getting flame broiled and tries to ring on the ram Shakara. But I def- deflected it. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool. And then the goggles get passed around between everybody except Falzerin. I don't think Mia had them as well, right? Mia did look through them, yeah. She did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but still didn't believe what she was seeing. Seeing is not believing. Yeah. Seeing is not believing for Mia, that's for sure. Yeah. And then Mia destroyed the goggles. Well, can I comment on that real quick? I didn't quite understand... <laughs> What I was casting. <laughs> there was a lot of looking up and talking that was kind of edited out. And I didn't realize they would be, you know, useless forever. Um, but I was suspecting they were, like, magical and some sort of trick. And in the moment, let's assume Mia's naive and sort of knows this spell now. Like, it's a level up and she's kind of figured it out and remembers it in the heat of the moment boom she casts the spell and that's sort of but it, it worked out i think you but. also said mia is wise beyond her years oh for sure <laughs> <laughs> i um i still think that i will i think it was wise i think that those goggles caused more problems in like the five minutes ten minutes that we were all playing and it was magical it wasn't or 
the goggles revealed that Falzarin is actually a traitor and you destroyed her only opportunity or only way we could detect if anybody else was a deep scion. Bill lost his way too much. He's enjoying his way too much. I guess I choose to believe that my gut is better than trusting a new stranger. Good good intuition, Mia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why don't we just ask Emma, is he a traitor? I mean Leland had to tell you. I only know what I what I told you. Okay, Jerry. so what do you if think? He's a traitor, is he a traitor? Do you, don't you think Bill would know? <laughs> not, not not if he's a sleeper agent. Yeah. If Should he's, I just ask Bill? He's working with the cultists, <laughs> but he doesn't know he's working with the cultists because he's a sleeper agent and he hasn't been activated yet. He's a deep sleeper agent. <laughs> I just need, <laughs> just need like someone to say abracadabra and then I activate it. Oh, no. It's actually bada bing, bada boom. No. All right, that's please, getting away. No. no, Emma, Emma, based on what you heard and what we role played out, what do you think uh, Falzerin is a... Uh, is he on the up and up that's just being taken advantage of, or is he a, a real sly traitor? I think as, because um, I haven't been caught up with all the episodes, I know, I know, it's really bad for me to not have been caught up, but as it's okay. tech, I just don't know what's going on anymore. And that confusion is me as a person and me as Keck, both. How long had Keck had those goggles? forever forever like, and had no, she no, seen no, not for, for like for a long time already and as keck do you think she has seen other deep scions that, that was right right keck has used the goggles before and mm-hmm. they the, those goggles have like keck said in the episode revealed they, true nature. they reveal a true yeah. natures keck has used and seen the goggles do that in the past yes ever since have the them. true natures ever presented as a deep scion is she allowed to say that? Uh, no, Keck has Keck has not, not seen them reveal a deep scion before. No, I wouldn't say so. I mean, she's she's she lives on the mainland. She's not from Heraklion, right? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so she would have seen them do other things. Um, she's seen the magic of them that is now gone. Uh, work, and that's why is. she's upset. Because yeah, I get why you're upset. I I don't think Mia regrets what she did, though. No regrets. Yeah. Mada bing, mada boom. <laughs> <laughs> and now we get to Shaft being the voice of reason. Absolutely. I don't think there's anything else to be said about that. It's been a constant since episode one. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely got a lot of, uh, his words have weight and he's able to persuade his way quite often. If I would have said nothing, Falzerin would have said something to piss Shakara off, Almost and there guaranteed. would have been a battle. Yeah, and Mia would have probably sided with Shakara in the long run. I think. I really don't know about that. I thought <laughs> it'd about be that. a real shame for a Dragonborn to get burned up <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, if you take me down, I'm taking you down too. It would be <laughs> mutual. I mean, Mutually what's worth burning up? <laughs> are you are you kidding me? One smite from Shakara and Falzern's dead. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd be squished so fast. <laughs> what you said, John, I don't know what side I would be on, but in a fight, if Shakara were to deal a killing blow to Falzern, she might let it happen and revive him just to see if he's a deep scion when he dies. <laughs> yeah, that was that was quite a discussion, wasn't it? Let's figure out if he's a deep scion. 
How about we treat him like a witch, throw him into the water, <laughs> see if he floats. If he floats, he's a witch. Yeah. Except yeah. she could revive him, so it's not quite yeah, as bad like, as the yeah. Salem Witch Trials. She doesn't really want to, like, revive. It's unnatural. I don't know. She doesn't want to do that. Well, you know, I understand that totally. Falzern's like, uh, guys, I'm I'm right here. You're, you're proposing that you kill me. <laughs> that was me. awesome. <laughs> just just as a litmus test to see if I'm a deep scion. It would have solved the whole issue, so. <laughs> Shaft was a bit concerned when he did look in the glasses. I mean, it would have meant so... he's not a deep scion. That doesn't mean he's still not on the side of the cultists. He could still be a deep scion. Yeah. Well, how much faith is put into this zone of truth, which leads us into session 74. Yeah. The bulk of that was in the zone of truth, right? It was a lot of... He cannot lie, but if he thinks he's not, then he's not lying. That, if he right. doesn't... To- complete, yeah, you're right. Completely true. Sleeper agent. Exactly. <laughs> or the deep side magic, as Bill likes to put it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great way to end that, you dumbass. That was such a funny, funny statement. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh doesn't affect me (laughs) (laughs) we finally get everything calmed down and oh by the way (laughs) we gotta figure out what his trigger word is abracadabra i already told you yeah it's kumquat (laughs) he's been he's been triggered since session eight it's been (laughs) (laughs) so mia's the one casting zone of truth can is she affected by zone of truth also I was willing, yeah. Yeah, would you say that? But it could also be... Yeah, we just take your word for that, though, right? Yeah, we wouldn't have any way of knowing. You wouldn't have any way of knowing. Please don't. Come on, I wasn't. <laughs> Mia's the deep scion. <laughs> I mean, Mia and Falstrand could be in this together. I'm trying to take Ooh. a lot of the guesswork out of, like, all this crazy party that doesn't communicate to each other and just try to relay that, like, I can be trusted and I'm good, you guys. I'm not. I'm trying to play like a solid character. Well, you knew Shaft wasn't going to agree to that under any circumstances, right? No, but I do think that it's interesting dynamic now that Mia suspects he might not be as nice as, or you know, putting on a front in front of her. Well, I mean, I guess one of the questions I had mechanically was if I rolled and I passed. Does she she knows that I am not affected? Yeah, I would. But know. everyone else does not know, right? Correct. I mean, only right. she knows. Right. Yeah, but she shared it with everyone. Mia did make so. a point of share, saying Shaft and Keck are not under the effect of this spell. Yeah, and I think I said I'm not in question here. We're here. You to did, talk yeah. About Falls you down. did a good job of doing that. I just, I guess, now as Mia, can suspect that you have secrets that maybe I wouldn't have known that for sure, right? Well, he is a person of secrets, which you probably wouldn't have known. But I don't know that, though, right? Right, you wouldn't have known that, but, well, yeah. Well, let's say you're all sitting around having a beer with your friends, and they go, hey, guess what? I got a zone of truth. Anybody in? <laughs> How many of you would go, yeah, I have nothing to hide. I would, I would think a normal person would be like, mm, I think I'll pass on that. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. I could see questions being asked that I don't particularly want to have to answer. Yeah. So if I would have failed that, that would have been a whole different story. You could still evade. You don't have to. Answer. Oh, I would evade the hell out of every question. You would be so annoyed after that 10 minutes. 
that uh, you'd never cast on a truth on me. <laughs> I also love that for once, because we weren't in um, combat, when I cast a spell, like, in real time, 10 minutes was up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, like, actually role-played 10 minutes. Yeah, I think uh, I think 74 is definitely the strongest of this batch of three. I really liked uh, 74. I think it was a great use of Zone of Truth as well. Yeah. But it is just funny that this spell that is ultimately supposed to uh, relinquish any doubts still has not done any of that. <laughs> right? Because, like... Not with us. Be, well, because it's like the goggles... Like me, like you said, Elaine, I'm seeing is not believing, and the same applies to this zone of truth, apparently. Um, it doesn't, because there's always going to be the question or the justification that a person that is intent on thinking and believes one way will always come up with, I mean, that's true of any circumstance. You're always going to yeah. be like, no, no, like, that can't be true. Like, this is why that can't be true. Or and then that gets it. No, no. Okay, this is also why that can't right. Like it just snowballs, yes. and it is incredibly difficult to to convince uh, one to change their opinion. I think even with even if zone of truth existed in <laughs> real life, like it wouldn't it wouldn't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I think Shaft would not believe that he'd been duped by Faldron all this time under right. any circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You guys go way back. Well, and this is funny. Like, I, I mean, obviously, I have. A, I think I have a fairly good handle, especially doing these after parties, on what you as players think uh, about each other and each other's characters. But it's always like I wonder. I don't know how the listener is like. Are some listeners out there like, man, Falzer is a fucking deep sign, or is it like, no, nah, Kek's a Kek's a dirty liar. <laughs> like, what side? <laughs> what do you think, Emma? You're a listener. I know you're not caught up, but you played this with us. You've heard some stuff. I don't trust Falzron at all. Really? <laughs> oh. You think Bill's that good of an actor? I think he's better than you think he is. I mean, you can't take that into account, though. That's Those are evidence that Elena goes to. <laughs> I know Bill. He's not Bill playing deep sign knowingly. Trust There's me. There's no way he's a deep sign. <laughs> Yeah, but then we have the sleeper agent. The thing deep going sleeper on, agent so. thing, maybe. Leland just hasn't told him yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and so this was um, Emma. Your your appearance here as our NPC guest was a bit of a, a further step in the experimentation as far as the way we are, want to approach our NPC guests, and obviously. Your willingness to stick around for, and record with us for three hours <laughs> definitely made that easier to 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 inject you into all of this. And yeah, you, as you said, are just as confused as everyone else because I didn't give you all the information. I treated you as another. You are you are a player. You're not an NPC. Ooh. That's how I approach it, anyways. And I think that I think that showed through the role play. And so how, is she still an NPC? Or is she an NNPC? She's an NNPC. A non non player. A non non player character, yeah. <laughs> a neutral. <laughs> a neutral. Oh, don't get that started. <laughs> <laughs> listen to episode. <laughs> yeah, listen to episode five of the Portless Pair Podcast. Pair Podcast with Leland and Emma. <laughs> oh, boy. It's, it's pretty entertaining, actually. And so I hope that I hope that showed in these episodes, and I hope that 
I don't know. I, I uh, yeah. I I think these episodes. These episodes were great. <laughs> like they were phenomenal, and I think there's there. I think there's some of our best work so far in chapter two. Quite honestly, and I hope that uh, I hope that showed, and I hope that showed like how role play dependent we like to be, and how we're all striving to make that role play exciting, not just for ourselves but for everybody. It it was that interchange with all of us was one of the few RPG moments that I when we were done and we stopped, I took a deep breath and yeah. went, "Oh man, Agreed. that was intense." I I oh. just I so close to just TPK in each other, yeah. you know, just just right on the edge all the time was it was um uh, it was really fun and it wore me out too. Confronting Falzarin was super hard for me because I am a very non-confrontational person. You try to have an argument with me, I'm going to back down and, and run away. So having to go after him and yell at him and it was flame, so good. flame breath him, I was shaking. Yeah, you did such a good job. I love the line when the librarian yelled at you all for being loud <laughs> yeah. in 73. And like, Fall is like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so, and Shakar's just like, you're him. Embarrassed? What? <laughs> That's what your concern is right now? Oh, that was such a good delivery on that. Yeah, I, lo- I loved that one too. That was awesome. I think we were all like visibly different in that role play. We were so tense. Like I was for sure at home sweating. Like I stood, <laughs> yeah, I stood up for my computer chair and was like, whew, I'm sweating. Emily was a little bit red in the face, like, ah, I don't know, uncomfortable. It was, and Bill was like exasperated, like, what do I even say? Like, what can I say? (laughs) John was kind of doing his normal sit back and smile. (laughs) 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 And Leland, I don't know, he wasn't really, he was just, I don't know. I think Emma was scared we were going to kill her off and like, we really could have attacked her. Because Shaft eventually made the point, like, what has changed in the last, you know, 30 minutes or whatever? And yeah. logic dictates it's Keck. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was thinking. You were able to say that again, voice of reason. <laughs> there we go. Now we're all coming around. And in, in, in the zone of truth, like Shakara mentioned, a higher power gave her information about Falzern. Well, that's, yeah. yeah, that's that's the interesting part is is Shakara saying that there's two sources yeah that are supporting her uh the accusation of falls or no one is the goggles and one is this higher power so that's interesting as a cleric like i had to think afterwards would her saying her higher power showed her or revealed something to her make me trust her more or do I believe that my higher power is the only and best higher power? And then I don't believe anything she says. Like, I don't believe other gods, they're false. Well, yada, I don't, yada. no, I don't think you would believe it's the only, because I think in D&D lore, there are many gods, gods and many different types of higher powers. Right. I think that I am choosing to play Mia as very uncertain and questioning other gods she's not off on a religious search for other gods and meanings in this world she's still well, no you okay wouldn't with... you wouldn't be searching to find another god to worship or anything but you would know of the existence of other beings of power not necessarily other gods yeah that uh that's that certainly doesn't mean that mia 
would give any credence to those gods. I guess I just feel like Mia was raised by a family that was like, listen, these other gods exist. Who cares? This is Thor. Yeah. We worship Thor. Like, totally. It was hardcore totally. Thor, right? Well, yeah, but they're yeah. still that doesn't discount the fact that other beings have power. I just don't know that I would side with you over the comments that it's a higher power. I don't right. think it would sway me in your direction. And I don't think it would make me totally against you either, like you're saying. Like, it was interesting to think about. I think it makes Shaft believe you less. <laughs> Shaft believes Shakara less because she's claiming it's from a higher power? Yep. And, and you weren't very forthcoming when I asked you questions about that. Nope. Like, who's your higher power? What are you talking about? And I can't tell you Duff. that now. Oh, well then. You, you resisted the zone of truth, so you, you couldn't say anything, Shaft. <laughs> but also, I've only known you like two days. I'm not going to go spilling my heart out to you. I think you've known Shaft longer than two days. Uh, three days? Four days? Yeah, it's not, it's not been, been very long. It's not been very long. Yeah. It's not been long. But okay, we've... two days and four days are twice as mo- the amount of time. <laughs> Still not that long. I'd say we've been through a little bit together in fighting that we have us uh, somewhat of a trust of each other. There's there's no reason to disbelieve each other, but to your point, we really don't know each other enough. And I think that's why I was defending Falzerin so much because I said a number of times I've known him a lot longer than I've known you. You're going to have to give me some evidence if you're accusing my friend here because uh, I know you don't know him because you just met us. Right. Hey, we even just met each other. And this is crazy. <laughs> but I'm a deep scion. <laughs> yep. So kill me, maybe. I'll get in touch with the Tritons, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Falzern, do you believe in higher powers? What does that statement do to your opinion of Shakara? I think I, I see both your points. Like, um, in this world... Falzern would have studied a lot and he loves reading and, and learning about varied things. So he would definitely know about the existence of all sorts of different gods and appreciate that they're able, that they have power to do things or to imbue their followers with power. But he's not really a follower of any of these gods. So he, he acknowledges their existence, but I don't know how much credence he put he would put into someone saying oh my my higher power told me this so it's true there's no temple in heraklion i made the map <laughs> yeah, yeah. falzern would have incredibly limited knowledge about gods themselves like you you won't you won't find a book on gods in heraklion I mean, we've shown what the yeah. library has uh, obviously everyone does know these gods exist I mean, like, what that's can a we find thing. out in the libraries of heraklion squat we don't think much <laughs> Gotta go in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta find the books in the back. Yeah, that's an interesting though, Elena, about Mia's views on uh, her worship of Thor. I mean, that's what I'm choosing to believe. Maybe you can tell me it's different. I don't know. No, 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 no. I, I think, I mean, it's your character. If you think you, it makes sense that your family and your roots devoted to this god would put the most faith in that god, obviously. And I would think that Shakara getting information from on high certainly is meaningful to Mia. But again, like you said, I don't. I agree with you. I don't think the way you worship and the way you were brought up is certainly not. It doesn't flick a switch saying, "Oh, goodness, she got information from from this higher, this powerful being. Yeah. She must be telling the truth." 
Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to reverse the roles. Like, if I was told someone was bad and going to... Right, if Thor told you that Falzerin was bad, what would Mia be doing right now in Shakara's position? Yeah. Interesting. I think if the roles were reversed, I would find some way to bring him to justice. I don't know that I would jump to... Like, were you trying to kill him, Emily, as Shakara? Mm. Uh, I think I just lost my temper and uh, was trying to inca- incapacitate him severely. What would have you like? Let's say he was like, "You got me." What would you have done with him? I don't. I wouldn't have killed him. Uh, Shakara would not. I. I don't think I would have killed him. I would have incapacitated him, and then we would have talked about what to do with him. I think I asked that question in the thing. What do you want to do here? Yeah. You are we going to kill him? Are we going to take him? And to the to the council, do you want to put him in prison? I mean, well, I mean, if we kill him, we can't get any information he may know out of him, unless we have a necromancer, which we don't. Well, <laughs> I'm not just a just being practical, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> these are the logistics we need to think about. I guess I don't know what I would do, and I would hope that in the moment of hearing something like that, I could role play as good as Emily. That was freaking amazing like just how pissed off she was i did message phil afterwards and be like uh we're still okay right <laughs> phil, phil and emily are good <laughs> oh, right? yeah that <laughs> was sweet i was uh, i left that session being like wow that was awesome <laughs> because like spin like has been said already it's it's not all the time you leave an rpg session with your heart racing and feeling like sweaty palms and clammy and the adrenaline pumping like that that was it was great you're fighting for your life with words yeah <laughs> even combat you know combat isn't always going to to make you feel that level of intensity yeah shakara was sort of like judge dread right judge jury and executioner all <laughs> yeah. wrapped up yeah. in one right totally. you, you need to find a necromancer sidekick so you can just go out and kill people and raise them back up and find out if uh, what you chose oh, was correct that'd be a great spinoff <laughs> raising what shikara do you think, what do you think shikara's necromancer sidekick's name would be so i was just trying to think of what goes with shikara. Like, yeah. <laughs> no shikara and shikara <laughs> it would be yeah it would be like shikara and shambler or something like if i was a necromancer <laughs> and i'm raising zombies i would probably name myself shamblers and then i could have the shambler bunch as my, my would be what I would call my zombies. Okay, I originally was picturing like wild western music, but now I'm picturing the Brady Bunch theme song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, up until now, Shikar has been a goody goody two shoes, so I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say something, but I'm afraid it'll give away too much. Yeah, there's definitely a listener out there. There's parts we did not hear. Well, I, not not that. I mean, you just got to kind of think about when when Shakara's attitude started changing, mm. and it wasn't when when she met Keck. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Again, it, it, it. I hope that I hope we've done a good enough job of kind of building to this point. And I, when I say me, I I really do mean, or when I say we, I really do mean uh, myself um, as the dungeon master, kind of um, enabling the role play moments that have led to this moment. I think we've done a pretty damn good job. And and obviously the majority of that uh, falls on Emily to, to accurately portray these changes. And it, 
it's totally like it's Emily's doing, right? Like Emily did a great job, I think, in this entire lead up. And it's not like things are resolved either. It was just a thing. So <laughs> stuff coming up, right? Like there's still we haven't really seen the fallout from all of this. And no, nope. uh, we're still falling. And who knows how long that'll last either in the upcoming episodes. So, so speaking about DM uh, interacting to encourage this type of thing, let's talk about the barrel. Ooh, okay. yeah, he mentions the barrel. <laughs> he chose to mention it. So Shaft went down and talked to his buddy and then thought, yeah, I don't have any problem. It's a freaking barrel sitting there. Nobody's going to say anything about that. And then uh, we went down. And the first thing our DM says is, you notice a barrel. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, you're in so, like a little 15 by 15 foot room. This barrel is lashed together and has been inspected by all of the and party. And it stinks like fish. And it stinks like seawater. <laughs> I think I well, would have done a disservice. I sure as hell didn't it. see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> now, you did a very good job of helping uh, cover it up afterwards <laughs> after the explosion yeah Chenchi yeah. <laughs> held up his hand yeah yeah he got a mop out and started cleaning up afterwards yeah <laughs> so any any thoughts on that uh you have danzig in the barrel in tenchi's room and tenchi's keeping an eye on him hopefully that must be what you're doing on your solo part shikara pretty much flat out asked this is secure and safe right Let's not jump to conclusions now. I don't know that Tenchi knows what he has and how potentially dangerous it could be. I mean, you might have just killed Tenchi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Tenchi. Yeah. I mean, we you know. don't know how much time he's got left to bake. Who knows? Nope. And he could be coming now that barrel swinging and killing everything that he sees. Going up to the bar ordering a 377? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And if they're out of that three or that seven, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> He's going to lose it. If he has to get a four eight eight, he will be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, Leland said I'm funny. Oh. <laughs> and we've got it recorded. It's recorded. Well, yeah, but you will edit it guess out. Guess who has the power? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I ask him to edit something out, he doesn't. So please edit that out. <laughs> okay, Emma, what's your thoughts? You you did three hours with us, and uh, overall, what'd you think? How you, did you enjoy it? The three hours just flew by. <laughs> flew, hey. No, it was so much fun. I was very. I got very scared halfway through because I was scared I was not role-playing as good as I hoped to do. So I was... Because Leland really threw me for a loop with all the information I got, which wasn't a lot. And then that happened, and I was like, oh, uh, what now? (laughs) (laughs) Were you expecting me to react the way I did? I don't know what, what I expected to happen, to be honest. It was pretty hard to stirred pot but it was also pretty fun i i was i kind of was sad to leave (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i I really enjoyed it and i i mean i haven't died yet so if you uh, (laughs) don't kill me i'll be back one day maybe hopefully (laughs) (laughs) i mean the three hours were like it didn't feel like three hours it was so much fun 
Yeah, we haven't killed an NPC yet except Satdorf uh, afterwards. And the March Madness. It's not, yeah, it's Mar- Mar- March Madness battle. That's He's not different. really dead. He's on an island somewhere, or I should say they're on an island somewhere. So, you, yeah, yeah, you never know. Uh, you might show up in a tavern somewhere uh, on the mainland and uh, cause all kinds of problems. <laughs> <laughs> Calzrin better watch his back. Yeah, no <laughs> Oh, he'll be dead by then. <laughs> and we'll have another character you'll get to meet. Well, yeah, at this rate, Falzrin won't get off this island. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not looking good for him. Falzi's resilient. Despite being a squishy wizard, he's, he's hung around a long time. Yeah, it's very surprising, quite honestly. And if you kill him, I'll never forgive you. So. I, I, remember, I remember there being a point... <laughs> Way, way long ago, probably around uh, around the Goldum time when you when the party was in Goldum, maybe maybe a few episodes after that, where I'm like, oh man, if Falzern dies, there's so much cool stuff that dies with him. Oh, I no. hope he doesn't die because, like, at that point, it was obviously we. Um, I, I mean, I hope it's clear that I go to great efforts to inject a lot of your character's backstories into the current events as well, right? And I, I think that's very important at running a game because it keeps the players engaged. In, even in times where uh, things aren't directly influenced by them or their characters, it keeps them engaged into everything, I, I think. And I'm like, okay, so obviously I had plans for all four of your characters right away, right? There's obviously lots of stuff that should the party go in this, in this direction, you will hit this character's stuff or in this direction... Uh, it will be related to this character. And obviously, we have a habit of dilly-dallying around with a lot of things that are going on out there. So th- there was there was legitimately a point. I'm like, oh my goodness, if Falzern dies, I will be so fucking heartbroken. Like, was it all the million times that Bryn saved Falzern's life? Where all that flashed before Thank your eyes? Thank Thor for Bryn. My goodness. <laughs> You're welcome, Bill. Thanks. <laughs> That's the thanks I get. To speak to the heart, the heartbreak with with Brennan Gozer's death, it's, it's the exact same thing. There's there's so much unresolved yeah. character stuff for them that we'll never get to see how it influences them. You may, as a party, may come into the periphery of the spheres of that influence, but it just it it will never be the same to that particular player, right? I mean, like like yeah. Brent's dead. I mean, how many times have we said, oh, man, I wish we had went to Thoth's Mountain when Gozer was around? Like, Yeah. yeah. What would happen if Shaft and Falzerin died and the party that was retained was Shakara and Mia? I don't know that we would pursue the towers or anything. Yeah. Right? No. Towers would be We're not easy. pursuing the towers, towers now. Well, no, I'm not. In, like, in, in the episode, I said, what tower job? Unless something happened, like, the one of the paladins or something came a, against Mia and Shakara and and drew them back into that and gave them a reason to go down yeah. there. We currently we have no reason to do anything with it. I think Mia wants to go find the Niyogi and get in a spaceship and fly out of here. You know. Right, right, right. Well, quite frankly, uh, honestly, I'm so happy that we finally made it to Heraklion because. You're already, and yeah, it took some digging on Shaft's part, but you're already seeing some of the influence of the paladins going unchecked. And yeah, inevitably that influence will become greater and greater um, in accordance to whatever Samuel's goals may or may not be. 
with Aspara or the events that are taking place in Aspara, I think, yeah, like it's an, an inevitability that that influence will be felt regardless of the party's makeup. Yeah, I agree. But who knows how long that would take or or if the the party in some type of uh, different configuration would even care about dealing with that influence compared to everything else that they are currently trying to deal with. So that's a completely valid question. Who knows? Like, it just, yeah, we may just never see a paladin of cultists ever again. Yep. Uh, my next character is going to be a paladin of cultists. <laughs> <laughs> there we Many go. Many side the tangents. Yeah. <laughs> well, does that mean Falzerin's next character will be a hag? Because <laughs> <laughs> The fourth sister. <laughs> Falzern is already trying to be the fourth sister. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, go, girl. I almost like that better than Fal- Flamborough Falzern and Falzern the fourth sister. Falzern the fourth sister, yes. It's not confirmed yet, though. Not yet. You have yet to be fully initiated, but I am so excited that Isabel's back. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked. I can't uh. wait for so much fun we're going to have with Isabella. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I can't tell if that was sarcasm or not. <laughs> Falsey's been um, able to have radio silence for how long now with, with Izzy and and not interact with her, and then he winds up at this party and she's the guest of honor. You know, it's always bugged Shaft that we believe we killed Erica, and you were supposed to go back and tell... Izzy about that, and then you have no desire to see her, yeah. and you're still just as worried. That's always been in the back of his mind. He's a little bit pissed off about that. Right. But, but, he's letting it play out. Well, because I think initially Bill played it as Falzerin was excited to maybe be part of this coven, but then the longer it's gone on, the more I get the feeling that he really was reluctantly forced into it. I think that has a lot to do with a lot of the information that has been uncovered since in relation true. to some members of that coven. I mean, all this shit that Erica is involved in. Right, that's true. Uh, if I was Falzer, I'd be hesitant as hell to get in anywhere well, near Well, and Brendel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scarred by Brendel. And Falzi has always uh, maintained that he was put in a life or death situation. Yeah. And he, he picked the only choice that would allow him to, you know, Live. survive. Yeah. So. Minus the fact that they don't want to kill you. Like, they wouldn't kill you. But but he he would if he had have refused, he would have been killed. That's that's Izzy that would kill him. The cultists didn't want to kill him. That's a whole separate faction. If the cultists are linked with Erica, why would Erica's monster swallow and try to kill Falzerin? Like Because it's a monster. Him? It's it's okay. Falzerin was there and available. Okay. You're talking about the mama breathing pod? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, do we know that? How 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 could any of us know what information, even in this group of cultists or these these Kralakina worshippers, like the individuals in which you encounter, cannot be assumed to have all of the information as the 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 guy you just met two weeks ago in the same cult, right? Like uh, Brendel. I mean, Brendel. How long was Brendel traveling with you, right? And how I mean, I guess there were still lots of opportunities for him to do some of this back dealing and stuff. So, but how much of the information that he's 
was learning and gathering on the party when he was with you, was he ever was he able to relay to somebody that may be higher up? A lot of that information may have just died with him. Very possibly, yeah. And they probably work on a need-to-know basis. I'm sure they don't have memos going out to all their members. <laughs> Everyone gets a magical sent, a message <laughs> sent around every every day. Yeah. You've got mail. <laughs> minutes from our last meeting. <laughs> the weekly minutes. <laughs> well, you guys, the party episode's going to be a, a party. <laughs> whoop, whoop. We are not social distancing in her <laughs> It's so funny because I was, you know, putting those episodes together and like our, the chunk of our waveforms, there's so many like just silence from like two of you here and then two of you over here as we do. There's a lot of off mic stuff. There, there is one could argue that there is a bit of social distancing. (laughs) We do split the party once again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. I can't, I honestly, I can't wait to play again because there's still so much stuff that we haven't even like there's some oh, awesome stuff coming out because in, we've been stuck in the house together for a well week straight. that <laughs> i'm slowly going crazy yeah but yeah like there's some really really fun stuff coming up in the stuff we've already recorded but then there's even more that like i just i want to play again yeah, yeah it could get too. pretty intense i get i could just see you know falls running me up well you don't do the dishes well you didn't clean up <laughs> stabbing and a lot of death the indian yeah. real life uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed to do the dishes right now, sick. Oh. So we should ask Emma as an NPC guest, or, or a NNPC guest, yes. that a little bit about, you know, like, you got the Pointless Parrot podcast or some things like that that, you know, that involved you. Have you played D&D before? Do you, do you play role-play games typically? Those kind of things? I am playing a campaign with my D&D group, which is now going on for two years, I think. But we meet up once a month because we're like seven people that need to be able to meet up in real life. And I'm playing a tiefling rogue. Thief. (laughs) So I like uh, stabbing people and um, I don't like to bathe, so I stink hearing <laughs> everything it's just like it's a it's a nice character to play and i'm a smelly smelly thief i can go i can roll stealth what i want but i the, the other people would smell me no <laughs> that'd be hilarious so in that campaign do you guys do a lot of role playing are you more uh, battle heavy or is it it's a bit of both. It depends on uh, how distracted we get during playing. Because one time we um, played, the, because we play for like half a day, uh, like five hours in a row. And we spent the entire session just running around the city and playing with kids, trying to find a hidden entrance to something. And then we didn't actually achieve anything during that session. That sounds about right. That's like. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Is it a homebrew, or is it from a module or a book or something? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's the the second campaign I've ever played. So. Oh, okay. So you play five five e fifth edition. Yeah. You said it's been ongoing for two years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But in game, it's like two weeks, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah, the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I, you know, I, I, I wonder. I mean, we've talked about we've talked off mic about, um, or I have complained about <laughs> listening to other uh, 
role-playing podcasts and how I have minimal tolerance for them in most cases. Mainly, and, and, and it makes me think um, how different our game would be if we weren't recording it. Uh, because, like, there's so many... I, f- I feel like we all do a really good job of of contributing contributing to the the role play in the efforts of advancing whatever story arc we're currently exploring. Whereas when you when you play at the table, like Emma said, you meet some kids and go try to find some secret door. That there's there's so much more of that playing at the table, just playing, right? You know what I mean? Like there's so much just more bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we don't cut any of that out because we don't do any add of it. that. <laughs> we don't add it in in the first place. Right. It's not there for like... I think Bill like... and I wouldn't know the difference, really. No, I think you just keep going in a certain pace to try to deliver some of the story instead of like, oh, I want to find out what this thing is doing or trying to keep more to the main storyline because that's what the people, what drew the people in and what they are listening for, in a way. What I want, too, though, I want to further the story because I want to find out what's going to happen. I mean, I don't know what Leland has planned for us. And I want to know what the heck's going on with the Paladins. Why are they destroying the bottom half of the the continent? Uh, What's going on with Izzy? Is she really, 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 really bad? Or is she only really bad? (laughs) Emily wants to find this stuff out as like a viewer or listener of some other shows like do you tune in every week or binge something because you really it's just the same thing over and over or do you need to know what happens like you want to know what's going on like so you kind of got to deliver some of that yeah I think you can't just screw around and goof off for episode many episodes in a row or people are going to get bored right well for for me it's like i i don't like i don't mind hearing that and uh i and i know that is how a lot of normal games play out most of the time for me to enjoy that stuff though i i do need to enjoy like the people that are on that and that also would mean that i need to have already gotten to know them through the show as well so it is difficult for me to jump into new and try to try to listen to newer shows where that is a lot of stuff right off the bat and like I like I don't know who the people are just they've been recommended in some like Twitter thread or whatever right like and uh, I don't know maybe I'm just an asshole. <laughs> oh, I, know what, I know what you mean though. Well, no comment. I, I agree, Leland. Think about all the times there's a TV show where people are like, if you can get through season one, or if you can get through season one so that you learn the characters but just cringe with it, like, the rest of the show is great. Or right. Whatever, right. Absolutely, absolutely. And that, and, that, and that is very true of our show. Those first probably half a dozen <laughs> episodes are definitely not our best work, especially when you nope. can com- compare them for the quality in which we're putting out now. So I, I don't know if, like... <laughs> That's why I like I try not to be hypocritical in that sense because I don't I wouldn't want somebody judging the, our first few episodes of our show like I often find myself judging other shows. And yeah. that's why I try not I like I'm I'm much more cognizant of being that judgy uh trying to get into an other other and experience other 
types of play and other groups of role play and other styles of show too. I mean, I think our show, our sh- again, mo- more focusing on the narrative of our show is much more serious than a lot of other live play uh, podcasts that obviously excluding ones that are, are more leaning towards like horror genre or even horror style systems, right? Yeah, we certainly goof off a lot, but a lot of our content is is mature, is more mature content, uh, even as far as just some of the interactions in which the party's having with each other and even with other NPCs, it leans towards being more mature as, as opposed to being more goofball. And I, I don't know if that is like segregating a bit of an, I don't know if that matters for, as far as building an audience uh, for the majority of people. But obviously, it's a lot of what I think, especially when I'm editing, right? Like, the, I, I hear our episodes like three or four different times, right? As we're playing, first pass, second pass, listening to again the final cut to prepare for after parties, right? It's a lot of, so I have a lot, of, I experience it a lot to think about that a lot and contemplate about how we're running the game and how we're playing the game and how our sound is coming out. And. I'm just, I don't know really where I'm leading with this. I'm just rambling now, but. <laughs> just making it all about you again, Leland. <laughs> well, I'll start off by saying you're not just an asshole. And then, <laughs> I'm so much more than an asshole. I think what you're. <laughs> so much more than I think that. what you're getting at is a lot of people just get together, they record it, and then they throw it out there. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's not, it's not, uh, it's not doing justice to the story and, uh, letting the a listener appreciate the story you're giving them all this other crap that they have to sort of weed through audi you know audibly to get to the good stuff they have to they have to find it in the mix and pick it out what what you're doing and how we're approaching the show is we get rid of all that so you're all you're getting is content that is progressing the story and and you know leading us to that next point Yes, thank you for that summation. That's very eloquently put. And I think, though, like, I don't know if that is, that's clearly has influenced our play style as a group, too, because, again, like, it's not stuff that we are omitting from what we have played. It is literally we just don't play that way. So, like, my generally, when I build my I build my worlds, they're, they're very small. If you look at Aspara, Aspara is very small for a world map. It's more like kingdom scale map. And I do, I per, intentionally do that. Um, because I like to keep the games more refined and kind of almost claustrophobic in a sense. And the way that I build the world and what's happening in it, you actually will very rarely find, in most cases, side quests that have nothing to do with anything else. Even even all of even Thuff's Mountain, there has certainly been some post-credit stuff that lends to it having some type of influence or or connection to some other things that are happening in the world and that is of it's impossible for me to plan any of that but it is something that organically occurs and that i can organically implement as you as the party are exploring and and maybe even making some of these connections yourself yes very clearly dms listen to your players because this after party Oh, having all, I love hearing all of your theories, obviously, because <laughs> it's so nice to be able to draw right from what you guys are, are thinking or experiencing or putting together yourself that maybe I haven't even put together myself. I'm like, wow, that makes so much sense. How did I miss that myself kind of thing? So I think that I think it's a lot. Again, it's a lot to do with how I build 
um, my my homebrew worlds. I think I, I guess I don't know. I mean, do you do you all want like I guess Emily probably doesn't want, but do you all want more side quests that just do nothing but you can just grind for XP and loot or like? <laughs> I mean, that's not the type of game that we have. That's not the type of show that no. we have. No, it used to bug me more. I've talked about it on on after parties. Yeah, you like, bitch I about just it. Want to get the job done. <laughs> Right. And now, I don't know, I kind of realize it's yeah. hopeless. <laughs> well, I, I think what we're saying is that if if we were just a, a bunch of friends playing every Thursday night at one of our houses, um, you might be even more frustrated because probably that type of setting is is more likely to have a lot of people goofing off on side quests and taking forever to follow the main plot line, basically, because... There's not as much impetus to do so. You can do whatever you want. Not with and... Leland. He could have control and be like, you find nothing. Well, I mean, that's, Turn yes. It ultimately comes to whomever is running the game. Like, you can you can steer the, the your players in a direction without it seeming like you're railroading them as well. If you are experienced enough or skilled enough at it, I think that it's, that's one of the, that's a very important skill to develop and a very hard one, I think, to develop for a lot of, to become a good uh, game master and obviously i'm also like still developing on those skills too right like uh, i don't have that much experience running games it's obviously predominantly what i enjoy doing if we were to decide to do like a crazy side tangent where our party is now i think my attitudes changed if it was something fun if we were all able to be in character having fun i think it would be a blast right i'm not saying like the mountain but Totally, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. But would you, it, as players, like if everyone's on board with it too, right? Right, right. But would you, as players, do you get? Would you get more fun out of being able to just ham it up as your characters in some random situation, or do you? Or is the fun you're leeching out of it, uh, like Emily said, pursuing the main story as your characters and reacting to the the events as your characters? And I guess the really the main difference is the progression of the overall story and the stakes because, yeah, you could on a side tangent you could be susceptible to dying, which would be a really shitty death in my opinion for one thing, uh, dying on some unrelated tangent to the rest of everything yeah. like, that would suck. Right? <laughs> that would like, yeah. suck. But but with the main story there are, there are just there's just way more stakes and the stakes make the story. Like, let's say this party that Keck invited us to was a party that had nothing to do with the elders, nothing to do, there was nothing pressing, and we're like, yeah, let's go to this party, and then we play five hours, like another five episodes of a party. I can't see that happening, unless it was really, really fun. But, yeah, and that's a good point. Like, in that instance, the content wouldn't be there for five hours of gameplay. It It just wouldn't. You would be there maybe an hour and you meet some people. I mean, obviously, I would probably th- I would throw in some uh, NPCs that would have shown up that you all would or some of you would probably recognize and maybe want to interact with. And again, I would stitch it into everything else that's right. going on to, to drive that content, which is what I think we all would rather have. But you're yeah. saying yeah. you're saying we would be susceptible to to side tangents if we played in person but really you have a lot of control over how interesting it can get Mm -hmm. i think it's like we're all collectively writing a book and there's different chapters and you're going along but if all of a sudden you got to a chapter and it was all different characters in a different scene and made no sense to anything else and then you went on to the other chapter you'd go what the hell was that yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, we're writing a book or a movie together we're not 
doing a Monster of the Week TV show. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't think of it any other way. I would assume if that chapter came in and there was a whole bunch of different characters and suddenly it would wrap into the main story. I There's no way it wouldn't with what we Right. Do. Well, yeah. What's yeah. the purpose if it doesn't? Exactly. Right. What is the narrative yeah. purpose for that? What's the point? If you don't like it, you guys, go listen to something else. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, listener. I said it, I said it for you, Elon. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, so it's boy. like, yeah, so if, when we, if we get to and we start chapter three of our adventure, completely new party. The pointless pointless and party podcast. The pointless party podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we never tie it back into our original party, which is probably, would, would still be kicking it alive at the end of chapter two, but we just never mention Fingers them ever crossed. again. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. And then they run across them as an NPC during. Yeah, and they have to fight <laughs> them. <laughs> you can play Falls or an Emma. <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> Do we want to talk about how March Madness is determined? How the winners are determined? Oh, yeah, oh, our, our bracket. Right. I don't think I mean, we've yeah, ever we said anywhere. Oh, this is a long after party. Let's Let's hear it. Yeah, well, there's again, this is very off the cuff, this whole March Madness thing. Very clear. <laughs> it's not clear. <laughs> and, like, it's finally we're, like, at a part where we, like, we know what we were, are doing with it. And I didn't plan to do any of the after credit bout descriptions until it, it was, at, like, session 70, like, the night. You decided it yourself without telling us. Yeah. yeah. But I love it. It was influenced by, like, John making the bracket and, you know. I make a comment, which then turns into, should we really do March Madness? Which then John makes a bracket. Yes. It was really interesting because I, I came home when I died and I go, oh, I'll throw it out there. It might be something to throw on Facebook or the website or something. And then uh, later that night, I messaged Leland and I go, are we going to announce it on the podcast or not? And we sort of went, eh, and I go, whatever, I don't care, I'm going to bed. And I was laying there in bed, and I go, man, it would be cool if he did some kind of play-by-play. <laughs> and then I woke up in the morning, and I listened to it, and I'm like, that's exactly what oh, I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Did you really want Grimby's head to pop like that? Pop like I didn't, that? but unfortunately, that's just how the cookie crumbled, so... And how how did that cookie crumble, Leland? So uh, the brackets were randomly created by John, right? So we didn't, like, handpick what NPCs we wanted. They were kind of random. It's all random. Yeah, Yeah. we had a big list of NPCs, and John randomly pulled the ones that got pulled. Right, exactly. And uh, I think, as uh, Bill had tweeted out today about it, actually, it's just how the dice fall. So the pairings, I I treated it like death-saving throws. I just, each character gets assigned a d20 they directly roll off high roll wins best out of three out of five is the victor and if you if you so i also in the play-by-play as i construct the narrative of it every hit that one lands is a win on that d20 roll as well so in the case of uh like grimby versus chucky Grimby was up. He had won like the first two rolls and then Grimby just came back or sorry, then Chucky just made a comeback and just managed to obliterate him. And that's how the narrative forms. And it's like, I I almost wish I could do it a little differently as far as being able to narrate as it's, as I'm rolling, because like my own expression, when Chucky came back, I was so sad. (laughs) 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 
you're like, well, Poor there you have it, kids. The hunchback. It kid. makes perfect sense, you know. Yeah, I, poor Chucky was wronged in so many ways, and now he's just pissed. <laughs> he's back with a vengeance, and he just wants blood. Yeah, I can see. He's that. back from Detmer's place. Yeah, That's he's right. no longer trapped in the wall. Well, maybe Detmer sold him into the gladiator. You know, who knows? Oh <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. he's been working his way mm. through the circuit. Yeah. yeah. So now, had we had a little more, for, like for for net for March IP March Madness twenty twenty one. <laughs> we can we could possibly assign uh, modifiers to the specific NPCs based on some of their abilities as far as the roll off right to actually have it based on NPC skill. You know that like you mean if we actually yeah. planned this, we can actually we plan something. <laughs> How many of our player characters do you think will end up in March Madness twenty twenty one? <laughs> that would be funny, but I would feel weird about narrating your what characters. If we had, and what if we had 16 dead player characters, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> the ghosts That's of IP past. probably better. Yeah. Just a quick, sweet 16. <laughs> well, actually, it's funny that um, this is also, I'm realizing, giving me a chance to subtly reiterate some aspects of past NPCs that may have or may not have been glanced over on first contact. So that's, yeah, it's good for me. And while, while this is, you know, technically a completely parallel universe as far as events of these NPCs living or dying, <laughs> <laughs> they still share the same uh, Aspara counterpart aspects and abilities. <laughs> So I'm having a good time with that. So the Arcanist had superhuman strength when he activated his chest plate. That's what you're saying. That's how that piece of armor works. But you also identified it and knew that's how it worked. Way, <laughs> way back in session eight. So. Sounds about right. Yes. <laughs> Smile enough. Smile enough. When he used the bucklers, they worked. <laughs> oh man the play-by-play is amazing like for you to be reenacting it that loud like what do you what do your neighbors think i wonder about that too because like (laughs) the last one i put together it was like 11 p.m or something how far away from the mic do you have to stand to yell yell. are you like across the room yelling do the old lean back yeah They probably hear him in his bedroom doing that, and they're going, oh, my God, that guy's narrating everything that he's doing. He's having a good social isolation. Dear God, it's bloody. <laughs> Grimby's head is chummed. He's, he's handing out gold tonight. <laughs> okay, Emily, when there's a pause like that, that's when you got to say something. This is the time something. for plugs. Yeah, I think we're done. I, I, call, us, I call us one done. I'm going to resist the urge, but this is the time for plugs. <laughs> plugs. Oh, good job. Go for it. Plug away, Elena. I'm proud of you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, Emma, what do you do? Where can we find you? What do you want to plug? Okay, so the Pointless Pair podcast is just uh, pointless sh- stuff. And Leon was on it. Emily will be on it soon, and hopefully the rest of the party one day as well. Um, oh. Just for for the Point of Spirit podcast in your uh, podcast. Uh, the listener can completely disregard your next release, though. Uh, no. Episode six, don't need to bother. No. <laughs> Is he caught up? Will he hear this in time? I don't know. <laughs> we we don't know. We don't know. If you have the party on, the title is the Pointless Party Podcast. 
<laughs> a whole party. A whole on party. The oh my goodness. Oh, I don't think Emma's ready for that. No. <laughs> and um, random stuff I post is at Emzaya, and that's basically it. Yes, I've been enjoying the Pointless Pair podcast. I, I recommend anyone tune in, give it a listen. Yeah, me too. Yep. Oh, thank it's you. It's fun. Except uh, episode five, some uh, random uh, well, person was on yeah. that. So I didn't have high, expe- high hopes I'm for neutral Leland, about really. episode five. <laughs> 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 I didn't like it. I did not like it, you know? neutral it, it was an episode it was, it was an episode, an episode. <laughs> yeah let's not dive into a neutral discussion because <laughs> that can drag on don't get me started on neutrality i'll tell you we'll be here for another 43 minutes <laughs> yeah so this comes out march 25th uh april 1st again is our one year anniversary we will be going ahead with our third giveaway for the the beautifully upcoming painted mini from John that you could win. So stay tuned on our socials for that. And we were, we are still going ahead with just launching our Patreon on April 1st, um, despite the uh, very hard times that a lot of us are experiencing right now. Obviously, like I did mention, that I think it was our last after party that we're just we just we're gonna keep doing our show and we're just gonna keep giving you all of the Aspara stuff and yeah, because we still enjoy doing it. So Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. creates more content. We could certainly delay the launch, but again, for how long? Uh, who who knows what's gonna happen in the future. So yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna set her up and keep doing what we do and whatever comes of it comes of it. Absolutely. So Please, still, we hope you are enjoying uh, the main show and that you continue to do so. And these guys deserve all the love because they all put in so much work. So me as a listener, talking to the other listeners, just help them out. I think they deserve it. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Emma. I'm sorry I wanted to stab you. (laughs) Keith Leland just cuts this out like... (laughs) 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 No, if you uh, tell him... To cut it out, he'll leave it in. So, Well, if you are new to the show, uh, maybe kept still a little behind in Chapter 2, and you want to learn more about the world of Aspar, you can visit EncourageableParty.com. We have plenty of NPC warning. There is some definitely spoilery information, Very depending spoiling. on where you are in the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Plenty of world maps that John is working incredibly hard on. Uh, really beautifully cool. crafted. Yeah, excellent. Social media, we're Encourageable Par on Twitter, Encourageable Party on Instagram, search the Encourageable Party on Facebook. We'd love to hear you, uh, what you're thinking of the show, and reach out to us. That'd be great. And we have a public you Discord know. channel that I don't yeah, know how people get invited to. Correct. We that we do. That. that we could yeah. annoy you greatly with. It's currently a shit show, it's so I don't very know. very you guys. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't recommend it really. <laughs> I recommend, like, listen, these are times where we're at home a lot more. You're checking your phone often. Let's chat. Let's hang out. Yeah, Let's but know each other. Your fo- if you're going to get something, it's going to be from your phone. Your phones are filthy. Wash your phones, people. Clean your phones in addition to your hands. <laughs> if you only knew how many poop particles are all over your phone. Oh, d- Bill. That's why it tastes like that. <laughs> why are you eating your phone? <laughs> That's the kind of great content you're going to see on our Discord channel. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's the real sincere sincere uh, content. I guess um, I guess we'll have to put a. Where can we post a link to our Discord on the website? Maybe, on the website, let's Twitter. put it. On the sure, website. we can put it on the website. There's also an old old tweet. I mean, we could repin it to, to Twitter let's, uh, as well. Let's but. retweet it. Let's put it on the website. Let's hang out together in these times that are uncertain. And I mean, in all honesty, I hope you guys wash your hands and stay safe. Isolate. Yeah. Let's get over this thing. And don't touch your face. Get the party back together because I we don't know if we're going to meet each other again this summer at this point. So yeah, this yeah, point touch your face. Likely. Touch your face don't somewhere. Don't touch your really. face. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, we we all sincerely hope that that everyone out there is staying safe and staying well and 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 hopefully this thing is all over with ASAP. But in the meantime, stay healthy, stay away from big crowds. You know, you guys know what to do. Wash your hands. Be physically distant. Okay, well, you, you all did a very good job of trying to trump my incredibly heartfelt after credit scene from the last after party. Didn't quite come close, but it's much appreciated. I'm sure everyone <laughs> loves the sentiments that you are, of course, uh, expressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we just wish people <laughs> are incorrigible. We don't want them to be incorrigibly infectious. <laughs> okay, that's... <laughs> <laughs> and music music swells yeah. cue the music okay alright fine <laughs> don't like alliteration alright well uh, Emma we'll start our sign off with you so I just go ahead and say goodbye and then we'll all get into our regular thing bye bye you, you, you do need to say your name. Say, say, you gotta say who you are, oh. and you gotta say your keck too. Oh, the after credits now? Say, you gotta say, say I've been Emma and Keck. Yeah. Say hi. We broke Emma. <laughs> the internet will never forget us. Emma. I, yeah, I'm Emma. I play thick. Maybe I'll be back. Who knows? Bye. <laughs> and I'm Shaft and John. I'm Emily and Shakara. I'm Elena and Mia. I'm Bill and Falzerin. And I'm Leland Steele. Happy adventuring! Bye! Welcome to the final bracket of the 8th finals for our Western bout. We have the irresistibly breathy seductress, the one-stop shop for all your giant shadow-toed needs, Isabella Good! Versus the water-breathing potion master crafter, the worst best friend you'll ever have, Brenda! Isabella immediately drops her illusion magic, showing the crowd her true Anna's hag form. Look at those biceps! Brenda fumbles for a potion bottle, but Izzy is having none of it. She's got a hold of the self-proclaimed alchemist and is squeezing the life out of him. Oh, not even Izzy could prescribe Brendel something for that pain. Good has dropped Brendel now. He, he looks to be in pretty rough shape. His fireballs are going wild. He couldn't hit the broadside of a mama breathing pod. Isabella's produced some sort of black dagger with, with wires connected to it. She lands a stab deep into Brendel's chest. Where in a spar do these wires run to? Th they're glowing now. I've never seen anything like this. Where, where did that table come from? There's something under a sheet, folks. It's, it's moving. Isabella's raised a flesh golem, ladies and gentlemen. It's missing a head and an arm, but... The one it does have makes short work of smashing Brendel into the arena floor. Isabella Good has done it. Take a number. The doctor is in. And for our eastern bracket, we have the wooden idol that could, the heart of a lion with the body of a badger, 
Barry at the Vicious versus heir to the family fortune, the vainest mare in Aspara, Blake Lakely. Jumping to that 20 initiative, Barry lunges for Lakely, tearing into the ca canvas of a painting. The arena is littered in portraits of Blake Lakely. Barry looks confused, folks. He tears into another Blake, only to get a mouthful of painted cloth. Looks like the mare has lost Badger in his egocentric house of Blake mirrors. Even I've lost some folks. But the Badger is nothing if not a wild animal. Barry's sniffing the ground now. He appears to have found something. Catching a whiff of that lavender-scented beeswax, Blake uses to perfect that head of hair. A third growl and lunge from Barry, and he's found him! Barry at the Vicious has a vice grip on Blake Lakely's throat, tearing right through it. The mare is down for the count. That is a badger in my pocket, and I'm happy to see you. Barry wins! Well, that one was bloody and necromantic just the way I like them. Stay tuned for the first bracket of our quarterfinals in the next episode.